German police fear the worst. My work shoes are from shoes, eh? Wait, lads, lads, lads. I'm saying this woman is a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> the old census. I love the Queen. In true Brexit fashion, we've we've done the EU on the old vaccines. A Netflix series called Behind Her Eyes. I woke up with a stranger's face. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at that. Put it there. <laughs> <laughs>
gently like love the way Kate gently holds her baby bump, <laughs> yeah. like, so majestic. Yeah. And then Megan like, why is she doing that for vanity? What about the avocado one? I saw one about avocado. What was that? Yeah, so it was like Kate um, enjoys avocado and lives this healthy, um, vibrant life. And it was all like pictures of her amazing glowing skin and whatever. Then it was uh, Megan enjoys food that contributes to mass genocide or something. (laughs) Some link with Saudis or something. I don't know. But yeah, go and look it up yourselves. It was interesting. So the next one I've got was uh, the whole thing around her having suicidal thoughts and and mental health issues and stuff. Like, what was that about? Was was she saying that it wasn't dealt with very well by the royal family or or was she just bringing it up? Yeah, she said that she, in in like a year and a half period, she left the house four times. um, Mm. And she used to say like, can I go and you know see my friends and and they used to say we don't think that's a good idea and she didn't have a phone she didn't uh, no sorry she didn't have a passport or her cards or anything like they were taken away from her when when you go into that oh, kind of thing um is it when she was like pregnant or when he was just really young baby or something or, or all the way through it basically when she was before she was pregnant i think oh right when she yeah. was and um I, I, yeah after they were married mm. um and yeah, apparently she went to um, she went to you know some of the seniors of the the royal family and and said that she needed help and they were like we can't help you unfortunately so she spoke to Harry about it and they went to HR which really makes me laugh that like <laughs> it just shows it is literally just a business isn't it yeah like, what is it got a yeah. HR department yeah she went to HR of the royal family and said that she needs like mental health support with suicidal thoughts and they said it, it wouldn't be good for PR really yeah which it's is like dreadful, taking your nan it? to an industrial tribunal isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> awful that's terrible yeah and then um i've got like pro the queen so it's it seemed to say that on the notes i saw because i didn't watch it um on the notes i saw about it was that they made a point of it being pro the queen yeah they were they were very very clear that the queen's been amazing through it and um they um she zoom calls archie every week uh the mm. queen does Imagine that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're on mute, Liz. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> They're going to do quizzes. Zoom quiz. <laughs> um, and Megan always says that when she goes round to see her, like the Queen always has a blanket on her knees because she gets cold and she always like crosses it across to Megan and says, getting okay. like, like she's proper granny. If you yeah, know. yeah. But um, if there's anyone you were going to pin the racist remarks on, on it would probably be old bloody nine lives Philip, Philip yeah but I reckon he's been dead for the last 15 years you look at the photos of him he's gone he looks like a taxidermy <laughs> Prince Philip the best is when they say oh he's out of hospital alive and well and you look at the photo really well <laughs> yeah. alive and fine well <laughs> yeah he looks dead doesn't he, he looks yeah. gone. so another really big story this this month then was um, sadly the abduction and murder of Sarah Everard mm. um, 33 year old um, and it opened up, well, firstly, it was a, a policeman, actually, serving policeman, who's been charged with it, still yet to go to trial and stuff, so obviously we can't say it was definitely him, but I think that's been pretty much confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what it's done is it's opened up a big discussion about um, female safety, particularly with, like, walking home and stuff like that. I think the idea there was that she'd walked home at night on her own, and actually she'd walked through an area that was actually safe in terms of well lit and all that all the things that women get told to make sure you do which mm-hmm. is crazy anyway that we even have to do that do you know what I mean? um she'd followed the, that so she was in a 
what you would class as being a relatively safe place just went missing on the way home and they, they found a body in Kent I think or something um, so then it got the conversation going fucking Kent <laughs> it's Kent Fucking it got the conversation going about um, female safety and um, what that's like. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really think about that, but it's hard, isn't it? That one. Um, it's obviously tragic, isn't it? And she's so like so young for that to happen. And I think the one thing that I want to talk about is the fact that it was like a serving policeman and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, that's really bad, isn't it? Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that was? Um what kind of fueled the then like protests and why maybe it inflamed so much was because it was a policeman um, as well like it being a man is bad enough it being a man in a power position somebody that you would call you know in a different situation with a different woman if she called somebody to help it might be that guy who turns up <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean that's literally the way yeah. that's his job to stop things like that so probably a bit of that I think also there was a little bit of talk around you know whether it be politicians or whatever saying things like oh well women shouldn't be walking home at home at that time on their own and stuff or, or the suggestion that the suggestion in any way in any way that it was her fault in some way particularly in a time where we can't really do anything anyway do you know what I mean and mm. she was probably taking her one walk a day or doing something that technically she's allowed to do at the moment which isn't a lot so the suggestion that you wouldn't even be able to do that because it's too unsafe to be a woman on your own or whatever is I think one of the big things that caused the uproar and rightly so because like the fact that we live in a country or a world where like regardless of your gender you can't really feel safe walking home on your own and stuff like I think that's it's awful isn't it mm. I've been seeing a lot on social media right and I've um, I've had a right call on Facebook I think I deleted like 300 people recently just because I'm sick of seeing the same old crap mm-hmm. and it's the people who put stuff like um, not all men What? why are all men being thrown into this argument we're not all monsters mm-hmm. and you know lo and behold it's the same people who put um, all lives matter <laughs> yeah exact yeah. same kind the of people let me just tell you something right <laughs> I would walk to my local shop at two o'clock in the morning or the garage petrol station for milk mm-hmm. right because i feel safe to do so i would not dream of letting louise my girlfriend or Maisie, our sister yeah um you know what i mean i wouldn't even think about letting them do that so instead of just looking at everything so broadly break it down to yourself and like would you let females every female in your family go and walk somewhere in the middle of the night 100% no if, if your answer is no which you, it will be then there's a problem in there now that's not saying that you as a man th- that you're the problem no but you are part of the community the male community that is the problem so we have to do something about it stop being so pissy about it and just accept that we can do something so when I'm walking at night if I saw a woman on the street that I'm walking in, I would cross the road. I always do. Now I'm not an animal, but that's just something to make her feel safer because mm. I'm a good human being. And then when I'm on the other side of the road, I'll walk, I'll try and get ahead of her so that she can, do you know what I mean? Because you can see like that you don't want to be walking behind a woman late at night. Like it makes them feel mm. uneasy. Unsafe. 
Yeah. And just stop being a knob about it. Okay, so on these monthly reviews, um, we're gonna have a couple of different features throughout, try and make it a bit more lighthearted. Um, so I've got some funny stories. So these are real stories that happened this month, but they sit in the like weird news section of Sky News or wherever okay. they are, because they've, this mainly they tend to have like a decent pun or something involved, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the first one is German police fear the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right, so is it about sausages? Yeah, so what do you think straight away? I think um, <laughs> it'll be something to do with bratwurst sausages. Why do they fear the worst? <laughs> um, has, has some bratwurst been used in some kind of crime? Well, what it was <laughs> is they've solved a nine-year-old burglary by um, finding DNA on a half-eaten sausage. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, and what happened is the sausage belonged to the victim, (laughs) right? So someone's come in, broke in, done the crime, and then had a little bit of a nibble of a sausage on the way out and left it there, (laughs) (laughs) right? So then they've... When they were obviously in the crime scene, they've sealed all this stuff up and they've eventually, like, retested the stuff and they found a DNA match for the sausage, right? Um, and it's a 30-year-old Albanian guy who now lives in France, you see, right? And the reason why they fear the worst is that the statute of limitations is is up on burglaries. So I think the statute of limitations is obviously less than nine years. So basically they don't have any legal, like, <laughs> right to, yeah. to extradite him back to Germany. So they're not going to be able to get him back to Germany for, for trial. So they know who it is, but they can't get him back. So they oh, fear the worst no. because they know he did it, but they can't charge him for it. <laughs> can't get him banged up. Wee, yeah. I, you know, look at that. Put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next big story then was the whole thing about the AstraZeneca um, vaccine and for a short period of time, it was in trouble, wasn't it? Um, and it got stopped in various different countries because of links to potential blood clots. Yeah, wasn't it like 40 people? Yeah, so at the time there was 17 million doses had been given in Europe and they had 40 confirmed cases of blood clots, but no proof of correlation between the two yeah it's almost as if like even if there was a proof of correlation between the two 40 out of 17 millions nothing anyway isn't it mm. my opinion on this probably comes from a little bit of a conspiracy point of view is that it could have literally just been somebody trying to play the stock market or something bill or, gates no no or like again <laughs> no literally just the fact that astrazeneca is obviously you know we've bought something like 400 million doses of of the seven vaccines so far. And we've, the majority that we've got is the Oxford AstraZeneca. So AstraZeneca as a company is sort of performing well and stuff at the minute. And that one and Pfizer with being the first in and stuff, they're the ones that are gonna get bought the most and stuff. So it could even just be something as simple as, you know, the people who are funding Moderna or whoever these next ones are, giving a little backhander to some of these governments to say, can you just put the brakes on AstraZeneca or do a little bit of bad PR for them. Do you mean that's all that stuff happens? Do you know what mm. I mean? That, uh, and you know, there's also obviously the fact that England has, you know, in a in true Brexit fashion, we've we've done the EU on the old vaccines, and we've got in there early, and obviously took a risk, I would say, buying a lot before we really knew the extent to how um, effective it is, how efficient it's been. Um, so you know, there is this issue with supply and stuff across Europe where. Yeah, we've got more (laughs) coming than they have and stuff. And, Mm. you know, do they want us to think, oh, you know, 
budget. We need to get more of other ones. There's, there's a lot of stuff that could go on behind the scenes, is what I'm saying. That, yeah. Because based down to purely statistics, if you're talking like 40 cases of blood clots in Norway, wherever it was, therefore we need to stop it in France, Italy, Germany, all these different places, Spain, that all stopped it. That can't be based purely on stats. It just can't be. I mean, there must be something else going on behind the mm. scenes then. Um, but obviously, Bozza came out and had his own jab. Yeah. <laughs> Give it one of them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so get one of them. And um, luckily now, obviously, everything's back on track with it and stuff and it's cracking on. But it's, it smelt to me a bit like a, mm. someone trying to just play the markets or whatever because the AstraZeneca stock must have fell through the floor when that got halted for a couple of days or yeah. I don't know. Something that's felt a bit weird. I'm sick of that talking about COVID and shit. Yeah, should move on then. Yeah. Something else we had to do in March was uh, the old census. Um Pretty long-winded, wasn't it? <laughs> it's quite intrusive. I thought it? it'd be like name, height. Turns out they want your bloody inside leg measurement. <laughs> what you have for dinner? Yeah, what you have for dinner? <laughs> favorite flavor ice cream? It was mm. a joke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of like the census and stuff? I think it's good. Like, I think it's good. Yeah, I don't um, really um, care. No, but it's good. Like, you know why they do it and stuff? Yeah, it's so that they they know what to fund and stuff in yeah. the communities and. That they're putting at the the same age demographic and whatever. Yeah, if so, I have fun looking at the questions. It's just my brain and thinking about people who do like dodgy jobs. <laughs> so you know, like drug dealers. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. What they put. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, what, what, green grocer. Yeah, talk about what. Yeah, briefly explain what you do day to day. Logistics, really. Yeah, <laughs> bit of everything, really. <laughs> yeah. Another bit of big news this month. I want to talk to you about it as well. Um, was that Drayton Manor got fined for the death of that girl in May 2017. Um, so 11-year-old girl died on the uh, Splash, Splash Canyons Canyon. ride. Um, you were there. I was there. I saw quite a lot of it. You know, the, the aftermath, should I say, not the actual incident, the more... Um, yeah, it was horrible, to be honest with you. Obviously, we can't go into too much detail. Mm-hmm. Um but I was operating the G-Force roller coaster at the time. So for those that know Drayton Manor, the the it's up in the air, the um, station, mm-hmm. and you it overlooks the rest of um, that area. Um, so you could oversee like the queue line and the station of the the Splash Canyon. Splash Canyon's rapids for anyone who's wondering. Um, and I can remember it just coming across on the radio, like everyone e stop which basically means just slam your big red button on your ride that stops everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, including if someone's... Already, if, so you have to do it in the... No, no, you have to car. do it safely. You have to do okay, it like, yeah. in the right area. It basically means... <laughs> someone's up upside down. Yeah, well, yeah, on some rides like G-Force, you can do that, obviously, because yeah. it's... Yeah, anyway. Um, but basically meant whoever's on your ride now, get them to the end, get them off and close your queue lines. And then the one in North 3, which is the area where the big rides are... Um, were literally told to evacuate your guests out. And within three minutes, there was four ambulances, two paramedics, three police cars, two fire engines, and a um, helicopter. Air ambulance. Air ambulance, yeah, landing like in the theme park. It was terrible. It was really, really bad. And there was just a general vibe across the whole park. Like it just fell silent. Do you know what I mean? Like something really bad had mm. happened. Um, we were instantly told anyone apart from a few of you in North 3 you can stay behind and like just we just had to stand in a line and like cordon off the area for people to come yeah. in everyone else can go home and we'll be in contact because it closed for like a week or so the park 
um, we were all told there are a lot of news outside. You know, like mm. um, ITV, Sky, BBC. There was helicopters circling around a news mm. people. If you approached, just get in your car and go. Yeah. And we'll put a statement out later. And it was horrible. I can remember like being really shaky and whatever on the drive home. And family were ringing me saying like, are you okay? Because they know I work there and stuff. And um, yeah, ter- terrible. But, you know, Drayton Manor handled it well at the time. We was all offered counselling and... We went in the next day and they held like a vigil thing at the local church in, in Drayton Village where you could all go and pay your respects and stuff. And But it hit it hit them massively financially and mm. the, obviously recently been into administration. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So they, they got a fine of about a million quid, but um, that was Drayton Manor Park Limited that got that fine. Um, but they went into administration a while back and... Um, it's actually been sold now to something called Looping Group, which is the people who own Gulliver's Kingdom and West Midlands Safari, West Safari Park. Park and stuff, um, which means that this fine will never get paid. Mm. Um, so who gives them the money? No, no one. Oh, right, okay. Well, I think it's kind of hard for me to talk about because I I'm very, I uh, had an amazing time at Drayton Manor and like loved it, and I, I find it hard to criticise. Yeah, but it's important to say that they... They admitted or they were found to have breached the health and safety regulation. Yeah. Now, that's it. Everything else, in terms of their response and everything, has been deemed to have been, like, all completely correct. And if anything, like, put themselves in danger from what you've told me and stuff. Great place to work, a great place to go. And and places like that are going to need our our, our kind of love and support moving forward. Mm. Well, I say that they're in administration, aren't they, for that exact Mm. reason, like the COVID hit that, that industry really hard isn't it yeah um but yeah thoughts go out to the to the family yeah okay so we're going to do a little feature every month also called tommy's trends Wee. and it's going to be just where i rate something that i've either done watched eaten drank experienced in the past month yeah this is the big thing at the moment yeah and i'll just tell you whether it's worth doing or not i'm basically saving you time mm-hmm. um and this month is um a Netflix series called Behind Her Eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not massive into like Netflix culture and stuff. I don't really binge a lot. That's bullshit. You're you're proper like you're a basic bitch. You're, I'm sorry. I'm a basic bitch, but then I recently <laughs> with this lockdown discovered Warzone, and that's like you gone back to your like 13 year old lad. <laughs> yeah, but I've promised the lads I'm deleting that on the 12th of April. So yeah, but he likes. I keep updated um, with that. You like things like Starbucks and that, don't you? Like, I do. Yeah, I'm quite basic on a, a lot of things. So someone suggested Behind Her Eyes to me and Louise. And we thought, well, we'll give it a go. We've got nothing else to watch. It's six episodes of 50 minutes. And it's basically like a psychological thriller. Um, I'm not going to give any big spoilers away. Um, but I'll just say it kind of started off as a bit of a slow burner. Um, almost just feels like a soap. Like It's quite light-hearted. You know, there's a bit of a love triangle involved. Um, but it very quickly intensifies towards the end to the point where the last episode is probably one of the best last episodes of any show I've seen. I'm not even exaggerating. I'd say it was a 7 out of 10 from episode 1 to 5 and then maybe 9 or 10 out of 10 the last episode. Really? Yeah. So what is it? Is it like, compare, can you compare it to anything else you've seen like that other people might have seen? Is it like a line of duty or something like that? Or um, what's, what's the style? You maybe, if you've seen you. No. It's, 
sure people. It's quite dark. Things. It's based around. Um, Is it like serial killers and stuff like no, that? No, no, no. It's based around a psychologist, um, okay. and his um, missus. Um, is, is that the official term? Is quite it? crazy, mm-hmm. and she's been in the psychology unit, and like he is a psychologist. Oh, okay. So it almost feels like a bit of a prisoner kind of thing, right? Because okay. she's like locked in at home, and it's very strange. And then the main character, um, amazing actress, I, I can't remember her name, but we'll put a picture up here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a normal, lives in the flat, got a kid on her own, East London. She's a receptionist there, and gets like tied in with all of that. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of deeper things. I can't I can't say because then yeah, it'll give it all away. Alert. But there's like a lot of drug stuff in there. Um and just a lot of deep rooted you know, a lot of them have got a lot of like issues, mm. deep issues. Is it a thinker or is it oh, Yeah, the last one. I couldn't sleep properly for like ages. I was just lying there thinking about it. Because like Black Mirror, when when the end happens and you're like, shit. You then realise every episode it was there it was in your face, that, and yeah. there's loads of clues. Yeah, I mean, Louise nice. just lie there and like lay there and like, oh, and that's why she was. Yeah. Oh, and that that was why you did that. because like it, it all links in, but yeah. you don't realise. Strongly recommend it. Please go and watch it. I was right about Coco. I'm right about this. I'm gonna give it eight point three out of ten. <sighs> Second funny story then of today. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you know, are you familiar with Shoe Zone? Yeah, <laughs> the company. My work shoes are from Shoe Zone. <laughs> what an absolute nonce. Are they no, really? no, yeah, let me just say this. I'm, I'm not like um, a nonce. <laughs> I'm not poor, um, but it's I don't, um, um, as a restaurant manager, you do a lot. You're on your feet a lot, and I was finding that buying expensive shoes. Uh, they were wearing out very quickly and you weren't I weren't getting good wear out of them <laughs> so now I buy like what 20 pound shoes from shoe zone that look nice they're fine you know what I mean I'm not walking around in clown shoes <laughs> <laughs> jellies yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you, heelys make carrying food easier <laughs> no I buy, I buy like shoe zone 20 quid ones and then you can get these like inserts for them that yeah, are almost like insult. gel yeah, yeah um and yeah they maybe last what two months but they're only costing me 20 quid a time. Don't at me about shoes though. Yeah, so rather than spend 120 pound on a nicer pair that lasts you the whole year, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy six pairs for 20 quid. Yeah, you do the math. Um, anyway, so the CFO or the finance director of Shoe Zone um, is leaving and his name is Peter Foot. <laughs> right? And he's being replaced by Terry Boot. <laughs> Oh God. No, he's true. not. Yeah, it's true, yeah, 100%. Uh, apparently, he was a shoe-in for the role. Hey! hey. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Terry Boot replaces Peter Foote as the FD of Shoes in. <laughs> What's his uh, PA called? Hmm? What's his PA's name? <laughs> Veruca. Yeah. <laughs> Works underneath him. <laughs> yeah, she's his soulmate. It's <laughs> all good stuff, isn't Yeah. It? Another feature that we've got, I'm going to be doing this every month, um, so something you should know about me is that whenever I go on holiday, um, you know, when you go to WH Smith before you get on the plane and you get like an overpriced water and you get a free paper with it and all that sort of shit. Mm. My friends, they'll always like get a magazine or a book or whatever. I always get Take a Break magazine. All right. Mm. It used to be 90p. It's gone up now. Mm. £1.10. And um, <laughs> it's great because it's got some of the most ridiculous real life stories you've ever heard in your life. It's a tough wank, isn't it? <laughs> but it's also got like good puzzles and everything. And you could sort of do all of it in the space of two to four hours. So 
for your like European short haul flights, it is absolutely perfect for a quid. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is, I'm gonna every month I'm gonna buy a copy of Take a Break, and then I'm gonna choose two stories from Take a Break that are real, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna make a story up myself okay. that's as ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you all three, mm-hmm. and then you've got to tell. You can ask me some questions and stuff. Um, and then you got to decide which one's the fake, right? Okay. And I've got... It's a bit like would I lie to you, yeah. but not would I lie to you. Now I've got the real official take a break here that I got the stories from. Okay. Of course, there's a couple of them I want to show you through the actual photos and stuff. Okay. So I'm going to give you three headlines. Play along oh. at home. These are the three headlines. Two of these are real. One of them is fake. Okay. My husband left me for a cat. That's number one. Yeah. Number two... I fell in love with a guest at my own wedding. Number two. And number three, I woke up with the stranger's face. All right. So run through him again. Number one, my husband left me for a cat. Number two, I fell in love with a guest at my own wedding. And number three, I woke up with a stranger's face. Now, have you got any questions? Yeah, left. What do, what do you mean by left uh, for a cat? Okay, so I've made a few notes on, on these. Um, so her name's Jackie. Right. I think his name was Darren. Um, You've got no authority here, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. And the first bit of the story, this is a great thing about the stories in um, Take a Break, is they're written like from the point of view of the person. Like it's, it's almost autobiographically. Like yeah. it's it stories, it, it starts with, it's like the person re- writing the article. Yeah, is the, the first paragraph, the first sentence is always like, I never thought this would happen, but it's true. No, that tends to be the subtitle. The first, so this one, I think it was something along the lines of, um, uh, when my nephew hit that um, hit that goal in and his friends were celebrating, I never I never knew that um, that I would I would it would be such a big moment in my life, right? And it was because this Darren guy was the manager of her nephew's fo- like football team. Right. And that's how they met. Right. Yeah. So it's always like puts you straight in the scenario yeah. instantly, right? And uh, yeah, so the first bit is how they met. Um, they've been married for like 12 years or something. They've got a couple of kids. All this sort of stuff saying how like, nice it all is. And then there's always like a yeah. big like moment. And he's uh, just saying how much he was getting into like online gaming and stuff. Um, he's got chat rooms and it gave you the sort of idea that he was on like he didn't mention this but something like Reddit that sort of idea mm-hmm. that was what he was getting into and they sort of separated and they eventually got divorced so then you're thinking like where's the where's the cat so then it turns out that it was over a year later that she saw on his Facebook via one of their mutual friends that showed her on Facebook that he was with like a cat basically <laughs> So she was like a cat woman. You know, like dressed cat up woman. as a cat. No, yeah, but like she'd had a oh, tongue no. like yeah. altered and she had like high cheekbones mm-hmm. and her eyes were like Yeah, I know what you mean. So she wasn't a cat, but she was like cat woman. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he was living in America with this cat woman. Okay. And so she's put two and two together. She reckons he'd met her like online and that. Right. Um which is why it's yeah, my husband left me for a cat. Okay. And then the falling in love with the guest at the wedding. Yeah. Okay. So this was really weird, right? <laughs> um, so her name's Kay, and she's married to a bloke called Bob. Uh, Rob, sorry. That's the wedding, yeah. right? And um, 
again, the first bit's all about them like having a nice wedding. So it's got photos of them in the wedding and everything. And it's all like, oh, they're all sound. They've got their own kids. And they have three kids or something, right? Mm-hmm. But then she, she mentions throughout the story their family friends who have got kids themselves and they're really close with and stuff. And um, basically, long story short, they get a divorce and she works at a pizza shop, right? <laughs> With the bloke from this like family friend. Yeah. And um, she's working there one day and his son, who she's been like friends with for mm. years and years, he's like 14 at this point. And she starts like getting on with him. And then when he's 18, she's babysitting for him when he's 18, which is weird. And um, they sleep together. And now she's getting out of him. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. It's proper weird, that one. Okay. <laughs> and the strangest face. Mm. How'd you wake up with a strangest face? Mm. She had a face transplant. Uh, no. It was her own face, but it didn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> How's it not looked right? She had burnt herself. (laughs) That's the not true one, isn't it? You've got no no details for it. She fell asleep in a campfire. (laughs) (laughs) No, so what happened was she went camping and then. No, she didn't. She did. She went camping with her mate, right? And they they had a campfire on. And then I think they had a drink or something, right? And she must have got tired and she fell asleep. And she woke up and she was in hospital. Right? right. And what had happened was she was she's sitting around the campfire and she just fell asleep and the fire had like burnt down to to just like you know, like not a fire, but it's just smouldering. Like, yeah. And she's like leant forward and put her face in it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, she woke up in hospital, and she'd been in a coma for eight days. Okay. So and then uh, she now she's got like uh, ferns on her face. Right. I think the <laughs> I think the cat one's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's odd, isn't it? Because they're all the, shit. I think the strangest <laughs> face one's true. Do you? And I think the, <laughs> I think the wedding's one's false. Okay. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. So Tommy's gone for um, the false one being I fell in love. With a stranger, with a guest at my own wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Let us know what you thought at home, because the real fake one is the cat one. <laughs> no way! That was the one I was certain yeah. would be fine. Yeah. Now, I've got to tell you the true story about the second one. Right. Because I'm saying this woman is a nonce. <laughs> Get on this. Right. Good. That's, that's going in the heart, the, the yeah. intro. I fell in love with a guest at my own wedding, right? And it says, tempted by a toy boy, 12 years younger, right? No part of this story is relevant that he was at the wedding. Mm. That's just what they've used. Can you just show him the front cover again? Yeah. Why is there always <laughs> like a woman like... Yeah, she's not involved in any of the stories. No, she just looks like... nice. Yeah. Um, and there's always something at the back because yeah, you can tell it's aimed at old people. Like, like, yeah, would you like a would you like a coaster with the people's <laughs> princess Diana on yeah, it? Yeah, there's loads of stuff like that. <laughs> or like that sort of clever. <laughs> 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 um, uh, right. This terrible, honestly. So what they've done is they've made it as if like when you read that headline, I fell in love with a guest at my own wedding. 
I, I thought like the bride has fell for like a bloke of her age. Literally at the wedding, yeah. and then something's happened in the looks nice yeah. In something's suit. happened in the aftermath, and she's got with him or something. Yeah. Yeah. This, so it's not relevant, really. No. So this right, her name's her name is Kay, right? She's forty, and it's all true about she got married. They had these family friends and stuff, and the family friends had a few a few kids, and she's known them for years, right? Mm-hmm. And then she ends up as i said she works at this pizza shop <laughs> and um mm-hmm. matty who's the lad at 14 he starts helping out a bit and getting involved and she gets on with him at 14 right bear in mind she's like at that point she's 26 no like late 30s right oh shit um I thought you said 12 years younger oh that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah 26 <laughs> good job he's an accountant <laughs> yeah yeah no i forgot about that bit yeah yeah but um yeah so She's out of the way. She's 26. He's 14, right? Yeah. So they start getting on and everything. And then um, she like starts coming round to watch, have film nights and stuff. And, and she says in here about the film night became a regular thing, right? And let me just, re- can I just read it to you? A bit of it. I've got a little extract. Oh. Okay. So this, the, the, this, this point in the story, she's been married, got divorced, and now she's just working at the pizza shop with her family friend, yeah? Meanwhile, Matty, who was now 14, she writes that as if, like, oh, he's old now. Yeah. Who was now 14, began popping into the pizza shop to help out. We all called him our little Matty, and he made us laugh so much. Over the next four years, we became friendly, and he even invited me to his 18th birthday party, but I couldn't make it. So instead, I invited him over to mine to watch a film. This is the right thing to do, isn't it? Polite. That's weird, isn't it? Now? Yeah. Because she's 30 at that point. He's 18. Mm-hmm. Wrong, isn't it? We had a lovely evening and soon weekly movie nights became our thing. Then one night, something happened. Matty had come over to watch a film and we were sitting on the sofa when he gave me a hug. I moved away and said, you know what? I'm not a cuddly person. Matty laughed, but he had a glint in his eye. Then he leant forward and kissed me. I was so surprised I burst out laughing, but then I kissed him back and from nowhere we were overcome with passion. One thing led to another and we ended up in bed together. Alright. Then they have a few months where they're seeing each other behind like their back, his parents don't know about it, it's a bit weird. And then I think something happens in a pub where some guy tries to hit on her and he says, oh, no, she's with me. And they sort of out themselves to their friends in public sort of thing. But his parents still don't know. And uh, this is an interesting bit. When I told my friends about Matty, they teased me. Didn't he come to your wedding as a child? One asked. Yes, I said, when he was 10. Imagine if I'd stopped the wedding and said, wait, I want to wait for that child instead. I'll marry him when he's 19. How fucked is that? So our final feature, um, which is going to be ongoing, is the monthly mudding. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you not familiar with uh, popular culture, to be mudded is um, to be... It's like to have your reputation dragged through the mud, basically. Yeah, yeah. and you're not in a good place um, in the public eye. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you three people who, for the month of March, have been mudded. And all you need to do in the comments is right, which of those three people deserves to be in the mud, mm-hmm. right? And then whoever gets the most votes on next month's review 
We'll be putting that person quite literally in the mud. We'll let you um, look forward to that. Um, and we'll then give you a set of three people for April and, yeah. you know, ongoing. So that by this time next year, we're going to have uh, 12 people sat firmly in a, in a compost heap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk us through the three people? Yeah. So the first person is Piers Morgan. He's your first... Um, Piers Morgan in the mud! Yeah. Um, so obviously we talked about Megan and Harry and stuff earlier. Um, and Piers Morgan had obviously some quite strong opinions on, on them and particularly Megan. And Alex Beresford, who's... I think he's the... Is he the weatherman? Weatherman on um, Good Morning Britain. Basically outed him as saying that he's obsessed with Megan and sort of done him really. And he walked off and quit Good Morning Britain. Yeah. Um, For someone who spent all of his time talking about snowflakes and stuff, I thought it was quite funny. But I think that the, the mental health comment was the one that did it because yeah. he had so many complaints. Meghan Markle herself complained to Ofcom as well. Yeah, the most Ofcom complaints ever, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and you can't really survive that, can you? No. It's a shame because I, I know he's a knobhead, by the way. Like, don't at me for sounding like I'm supporting I think you're going to say the same thing I'm about to say. But, like, he he can be really entertaining and he's like he's the reason you watch that programme. No, it wasn't what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> but he, he, he is quite entertaining and, like... You know, he makes it worthwhile watching. There's like, you can binge watch YouTube videos of Good Morning Britain. No, no, but it's agree. mainly because it's peers like having these strong opinions and like winding people up. I know he's an arsehole no, and my, a my, bit of a scummy human being, but I think he'll be a loss. No, what I was going to say was that I don't like him, right, at all. And I haven't liked him for years. But even for those of us that don't like him, I think in the last year or so, he's done a lot that we've liked mainly around holding the government to account with the mm. COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, sort of ripping Matt Hancock to shreds, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's elements of, in the last 18 months that I've liked him more than I have others, basically because of the whole thing around the COVID and that. But it's a fact he's obsessed with Meghan Markle. That's a fact. Yeah. You can see that. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> you yeah. didn't mention him at all. That's what you know this whole thing of like, she stood him up and they went for a drink. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a datey thing? I don't know. I think he thought... In like that. I don't know. It was a while ago, wasn't it? I, th- I think. Oh, okay. I think that they did go out and that for a drink, didn't they? And stuff. Do you think I think he, he thought he had a chance. Yeah, there's a, every lad's been like, she's she's like she's obviously not interested in him, and he's like, oh, I didn't want to shag her anyway. So that's a bit like that, isn't he? Do yeah. you know what I mean? He's basically my the... knob was too big for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's one. Of, he's the first option. I think any other TV station, so, some other TV station will snap him up. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's Same with Top right. Gear. When yeah. a few months later, you got the bloody great Grand Tour. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Second option, Jess Glynn. Jess Glynn in the mud! Now, there seems to be a little um, theme going on in this She's year. She's an arsehole. Of um, sort of mainstream music artists um, yeah. mudding themselves. So Rita Ora, for example, and everything that she's been up to this mm. year. And this time, it's Jess Glynn. Mm. Um, so if anybody doesn't know what she's done, she went on to um, Mo Gilligan, who's quite a famous comedian. Um, she went on to his podcast... And used a transphobic slur. She said tranny, basically. She said um, that she'd been on a night out. She was talking about a night out she went on. And she said, we ended up in a tranny strip club. We've all been there. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's kind of a double mudding. Because at the start of the first lockdown, she also got backlash for being a little spoiled brat about not being allowed into a restaurant in London. Mm. I believe it was called Sexy Fish. 
That might be awful if it's wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's called Sexy Fish. Um, it is now. That has like a no trainers, no casual wear policy. She turns up in like a designer tracksuit and trainers and got banned from going in. So then she went on Twitter and at- added them. Do you know like, who I am? Yeah, kind of that mm. kind of vibe. And they replied like, yeah, it's a dress code. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We don't yeah. need you in it. That'd be satisfying. Yeah. As somebody who's a manager of a restaurant, you'd love to do that. I'd love you? that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arsehole, isn't you? Yeah. Um, Put your arms around me, tell me everything's okay. I can't dress because you're a c- And then the third option is David Dobrik. David Dobrik in the mud. Now, I think there's some people who watch our channel who will have absolutely no idea who David Dobrik is. <laughs> um, and I have to say, I don't really know who he is either. I've never watched any of his stuff. But he's a very famous YouTuber. Got millions, tens of millions of subscribers. Um, probably... The, one of the most successful YouTubers of the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, very influential. And from the brief bit of reading I did, <laughs> just about this section, um, a lot of his content mm-hmm. are sort of short, less than five minute videos of him and what he calls the vlog squad, which are his mates basically, um, doing different things, nights out, getting drunk, doing pranks on each other. That's the main thing they do. Um, and they have a little bit of an issue around consent, basically. And there's been people before who've said that they were recorded without consent or certain pranks that they did, you know, they may be forced to kiss people in public or whatever that they didn't, you know, there's basically a blurred, very blurred line there, basically, they've had issues with before. Um, but this particular thing that's come out in March is that somebody in his group called Dirt Dom, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, is a 2018 vlog, which was originally put on YouTube, but has actually been removed off YouTube now, but not before it got 5 million viewers. That's like his reach. Um, and in this vlog, you've got the vlog squad and some girls that they'd got in to do it, getting really, really drunk and having like a night out, basically. And um, one of the girls in that video, and the video is framed that she like has sex with this dirt dom guy. Mm-hmm. But she came out and said actually that they got her really, really drunk to the point where she didn't know what she was doing and she was raped, basically, by this guy. Um, and he stood by his his mates and everything and he's lost load of brands, load of like brand deals, loads of um, sponsorships and stuff, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Um, he's sort of taken a step back from YouTube recently anyway to create a new app, like a photo app or something. Mm-hmm. And he's come out of that completely because that's with the vlog squad guys as well he's basically really in the mud big time um so yeah those are your three options piers morgan jess glenn or david dobrik who is in the mud for march right thanks for watching everyone we hope you enjoyed that um there will be more to come um and we've also got some uh, podcasts lined up as well we're back in it we're back in the thick of it mm-hmm. they'll be uh, they'll be coming nice and regularly for you thank you for standing by us i've been tommy I've been Robbie. You've been awesome. See you later.